0: Pelotero Pickle episode 81. We're getting deep into all the free agency news. Freddie Freeman to LA, Chapman to Toronto, Donaldson to the Yankees. A lot of action. Check it out. Pelotero Pickle episode 81. Just a reminder send us your questions, your topics. At email pickle at com or on twitter at pelotero pickle man episode 81 we're getting up there chris how are you doing today? You,
1: uh, the question i have is in 81 episodes have you ever been clean with pickle at com?
0: no and i noticed that when i said it and i, I thought about stopping but we're just gonna roll with it
1: you, i don't think you've ever done it cleanly once i understand how it's a, like play on words and things like that or just if you read better um any of those yeah. things but you he, he always go at Pickle at, at – and because I get it. Because at Pickle at pelletero
0: Maybe I'll space it better on the show notes. I'll put a little space in there.
1: On the shows
0: Yeah, the show notes. Uh, yeah, so send us your topics. We've been pretty lively. I'd, I think I had my most popular tweet ever over the weekend.
1: because you started talking about hitting. People want to hear you talk about hitting. They don't want to hear yeah. you talk about – grass I'm not, you've I'm been not tweeting giving, about grass a
0: lot i'm not giving right. up lawn care it's part of my brand now is lawn care i actually had people tweeting me about different lawn care thing or texting me outside of uh the social media world they found posts and they sent them to me so yeah bobby
1: very professional lawnsman right what no you were the hitting guy dude what do you lawn care appreciation
0: i'm a lawn lawn appreciation. great
1: there's nothing like a nice patch of grass infield in kansas city it's like a carpet dude. Great. I love it. I, I don't think care if I, how they did it as long as the field I play on looks like that. I think
0: if I can extend my brand outside of hitting, the, the topics I would go to would be lawn care, coffee, pizza.
1: Coffee I'm, coffee I'm in on. I love pizza. Definitely not lawn care.
0: Lawn care is great. Card counting.
1: Is I would get into card counting just because I like math and logic.
0: Is there... I just got a little triggered by you saying that. Uh, had some sidebar conversations about your your uh, your take on shifts, but we won't, We don't need to get into
1: that. I don't even care because I know I'm right about okay the the question doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want. I tried to well, end the, the I've tried to end the discussion about forty six times, and you keep trying to extend it. I'm just like, no, okay. I just
0: I just got a little triggered. I had just a little twinge. Little, yeah. Little gut reaction. Right. to I just, just talked about
1: card counting, and you're asking me about the shifts. Like, What's it's the
0: uh, um, in terms of social media? Like, I need you to start retweeting some stuff, or favoriting, or quote tweeting, throwing some comments out there for card counting. I don't. Is is that a thing? I know there's a lot of niche groups on social media.
1: I just like leverage card positions mathematically. So I like the shift. No, it's any. Opportunity but in terms of card counting, create... I just
0: need—I need to start retweeting some card counting stuff. Please. No,
1: I will absolutely not do that. I—I'm not. I—I I like poker. I enjoy the logic and thinking and rationalization. How about just poker. anything
0: poker? I want—I want when people see a picture of a well-manicured baseball field, I want them to think of me.
1: They won't, no matter what's happening. Unless it's you have happening. your own Toro and you get like a farmer's hat and you start driving around with a. You know big piece of grass sticking out of your mouth
0: you don't even know you don't even know the different brands you, no, you a know a respectable what? brand john deere is probably for ha- more re- for, for allett is really the go-to if, from a battery standpoint if we're for talking ha-
1: halloween next year overalls <laughs> farmer's tan big nope. hay hat Halloween
0: costumes grass. already accounted for. I'm Bruno from Encanto. Know, you My have kid's to do have already a different picked. Disney
1: character. It's fine.
0: All right. Let's jump into some real topics. No, I want to
1: start. Um, we're start. Before we get into real topics about Major League Baseball, I need to say this out loud. College baseball is driving me insane. Expand. I cannot for the life of me understand what motivates coaches to write the lineup cards the way they do.
0: I think they're trying to make their players as – to have the lowest confidence and self worth possible. Yeah. That's what it seems like.
1: There's there's days when I contemplate whether they're actually trying to get their players to believe, or if they just think it's one big test. And the one thing I don't, I I, I think is fascinating. Generally speaking, if you're a high level college coach, you probably didn't play in a professional level. So I guess you're bred who have gone through coaching at the collegiate level, and that's where you're getting your information from. There is a team, Power 5 team. They've played, I think, 19 games. They've run out 19 different lineups. Is that even possible?
0: That's hard to do. There was a team this weekend that I saw their leading hitter didn't get in the lineup for three we games. We might be
1: talking know. about the same team.
0: I, don't, I just don't understand how you, you get your a guy that has hit in the three hole doesn't see the field.
1: yeah this was uh, this, games. this was one of those things that really drove me crazy. It's, there was a situation where on opening day a player was a leadoff hitter led off for 10 straight or 11 straight games. team was nine and two and the next day he got benched. And I said, wait a minute, how was he good enough to go from leading off to the bench and then never got back off the bench? And then he came back in maybe in a midweek game. But if you're good enough to be the leadoff hitter on opening day and do that for 10 games, I don't care if you hit a buck seventy, you probably should get slid to the seven hole before you're getting full send benched. And I unfortunately wear the wrath of ended up talking to – these guys and having the conversations with them after about how to deal with all the poo hoggy they're going through. And kids are emotional train wrecks. So maybe let's just put our arm around them and talk to them and explain to them why we're doing stuff instead of letting them just guess.
0: Yeah, it's tough. When you just don't know what your role is, you don't know where you fit if there's no consistency, if I, I get it if there's communication, but when you're just throwing a lineup card out there and there's no, there's no conversation about, Hey, you're not going to play for three games in a row, or you're going to go from the leadoff spot to the eight hole and you don't explain it's tough.
1: Well, the last thing I ever want a player to feel if I was coaching him is that he has to get two hits to be in the lineup the next day. That's like literally the last feeling that I would want a player to have. Cause the game's hard enough and I think that we all recognize that if we've played long enough so to put added pressure on a player to be able to get in lineup and and oh by the way you know what else annoying about college baseball like really annoying when the game ends going to have the huddle in the outfield and talking for 35 minutes about all the things you did poorly look I'm, I'm not saying don't recap the game or don't address the issues that happen in the game but if a player does something wrong, they know they did something wrong. You know, like they don't need to be reminded. They don't need to be told like, hey, you suck. And, and there's a way to go about it. So I guess from the standpoint of, I don't mind the conversation, but like let's pump the brakes a little bit on burying guys for messing up basically.
0: I, I mean, if you're t- singling out any player for a negative performance in those huddles, that's tough. I would certainly use those moments to highlight good performances or good efforts or whatever. But it, it, for me coaching, if there was ever an extended huddle, it was about effort. It was about
1: yeah, in-game concentration I'm, I'm and stuff
0: like that. But I would even argue, like, address it in real time. Don't wait for the game to be over. To, yeah, to, I mean, <laughs> to why can't you that do stuff. that?
1: Why can't we just do that? Isn't that easier? And that just, hey, the moment's fresh. Hey, uh, what would you see on that play? and then get an explanation at least before you just hop to conclusions. So anyway, that's where I'm at with college baseball right now. I'm frustrated.
0: Let's jump into MLB free agency. The dust is settling. Uh, I don't even know, are there any major free agents left right now? Are they all?
1: Kevin Pillar.
0: I thought he was with the Rockies. What? I thought Kevin was with the Rockies. I thought I saw a picture of him with the Rockies. Yeah, he played for the Rockies
1: that? two years ago.
0: I thought I saw a picture of him the spring training with the Rockies. Maybe it was a different guy with a beard.
1: Charlie Blackman?
0: No, definitely not Charlie Blackman. Uh I swear I thought I saw him, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Conforto and Fam are the last two with projected war of greater than one. So Conforto and Fam. Comforto find they'll both find a spot. So, big trades. We talked about Freddie Freeman last week in the Braves and Olsen. And Olsen is now with the Braves. He's the hometown kid. Got a, I think, six or seven year deal. And then Freeman went to the Dodgers, back to his hometown team. So, kind of cool that they get to play for the hometown teams, both with legit contracts. Going to be weird to see Freddie with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are basically an all-star team for, uh, from an offensive standpoint. Do you think his pants will look
1: just as high playing for the, the Dodgers as they did for the Braves? I hope so. Yeah. And he'll still be good at hitting.
0: I like Freeman. Freeman, I mean, that lineup, they they lost Seager to the Rangers, and they pick up Freeman. I mean, that's pretty net neutral from an offensive standpoint. Freeman's probably a little better. Maybe Seager's a little more dynamic in some ways.
1: Seager's been a little bit more hurt for the last four yep. years. So he's. When healthy.
0: So, yeah. I did like that the. Uh, did you see the Rangers asked Kyle Seager if he'd come out of retirement to play with his brother? I did not see that. But. Yeah, they, they called him cool. and he's like, no, I'm good. I'm doing chores. Cool. I'm he made a
1: hundred and something million. Seattle signed a nice deal. So he's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Olsen getting a big deal? You had, uh, a, you had him as an MVP pick last year.
1: Last year? I don't...
0: I yeah, mean, pretty sure. Preseason MVP pick.
1: I think he's good at hitting. Um, I think he's getting better maturing. Certainly power stroke. If he ever decides and commits to hitting the ball to left center field regularly, I think he's got 330 in there. 330? Uh, nice. Yeah. I think three thirties in there, but you have to like look if you use the big part of the field and you move well and you're mature as a hitter, you can hit 330 in the big leagues. Um, I mean, I did it for God's sake, I had 321, sorry, but so if I could do it, I think guys that are much more physically gifted than me can do it. Um, Maddelson's a good player, it's weird, like the whole thing teed up for him. You want to talk about situations where things like line up for somebody that that's that was it right you get traded the deal's done within five minutes word on the street though the thing that kind of bothers me is that there was i don't know if it was lack of communication or they were playing hardball too much but freddie according to what i'm hearing freddie was kind of devastated that um there was a yeah the braves just kind of cut him off Cause he there's thought a, they would come back. There's a story
0: first. that like, came through his dad that said that he's like, is that it? Is that really how this works? Can't believe yeah. it.
1: Well, and Chipper, Chipper told him supposedly, like, and Chipper came out and said this, you know, don't stop posturing. Just get it done. And, you know, look at the end of the day, doesn't matter anymore or any, is anybody a, a player who's going to spend their whole career in one place? It's just, I don't think it even matters that much anymore to people because I, I, there's so much money getting thrown around. They have to go where there's a good fit and a good opportunity to, to maximize your, your contract. So, you know, win, win for both of them, I guess they end up going home to
0: play. Yeah. It'll be weird to see Freeman not in a Braves uniform. They're saying Olsen is a better defender than Freeman the- I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they say. But either way, I think they're both good fits for the teams they are coming into. It's just weird, more than anything else. Just kind of strange.
1: I, honestly, uh, I don't, almost don't even think the production really changes anything.
0: It's not much. Olsen's yeah. younger, I believe, but they're both really good. But yeah. Uh, good. Toronto. Toronto picked up Chapman from the Oakland A's. Oakland A's are just getting rid of everybody, per usual. That 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 infield is pretty good.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, I mean, the last third baseman. Who's playing
0: second? Who's playing second for them now? Uh, is uh, Biggio.
1: Calvin Biggio is so probably ticketed it. to be the second baseman. all maybe.
0: They're pretty good. The, um, uh, on paper, they're pretty good.
1: The last third baseman that got traded from Oakland to Toronto won the MVP. So
0: it's a good track record there. Yep gonna pull up that was
1: Donaldson answer. by the way guys in case nobody knew All right, it was on that team it was fun
0: uh let's see the much Blue better players. hitting
1: park but then again I don't know if there are bad hitting parks in the big leagues anymore you know depending on which 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 balls commissioner rob decides to put in play <laughs> hey Rob which balls are we using this year or today? You're going to switch him out in the seventh, Rob? So
0: so we got Vladdy at first, Biggio at second, Bo at short, Chapman at third. Pretty good infield.
1: Yeah, I'm not – I mean, the Biggio things, I don't know yet. He's getting a long leash for a young player. Um, Weird to me to pencil a guy in as a starting second baseman who, you know, he had an okay year where he got on base a little bit. And then last year was a clunker, like pretty bad. They were actually actively trying to find ways to get them out of the lineup. And then you just give them the starting second base job after you had an all-star that got MVP votes playing there. So it's interesting to me.
0: Yep. Uh, next on the list, we got Donaldson getting flipped over to the Yankees for Urshela, Gary Sanchez. And we talked about this last week, right? But the, the twist on it is Correa, Carlos Correa, in a shocker to me, to the Twins, seems like he shocked the whole industry. Well, interesting I... interesting structure of the deal where it's a three-year deal with a one-year opt-out. So yeah. he essentially gets to restart his clock. I think it's a pretty creative solution because the Twins have, uh, was it Royce Lewis, waiting, waiting in the wings? So they get a guy in the prime for a pretty fair market number. And Craig gets paid and he gets to reset his clock.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the if you're not going to get the 8, 9, 10-year deal, it's probably the way to do it.
0: It's like a post-grad you get year for him. He basically yeah, you get yourself <laughs> a little
1: bit of financial security, whatever. I mean, not that he needs it. But um, the, people that want to talk about there being no collusion – are out of their minds because realistically there were like five teams that Carlos Correa could have signed with this year. That's it. There were five.
0: Name, name them. Going into the offseason, the Tigers were on the list, but they signed by us. Yeah. Um, so L.A., L.A., back to Houston. Yep.
1: Houston, Boston, and New York. Or I guess Boston, both New Yorks. Because the money. Because the money that he would have demanded. Because none of the other teams would have gone and paid him. Nobody else would have paid him. What do you want? Xander,
0: uh, Xander's a free agent after this year. Is that
1: uh I don't know if it's after this year or after the next year.
0: Cause one of the one of the thoughts I'm bringing story in is if Xander leaves, then he could slide back over to
1: Yeah. I'm not I don't I, I mean I certainly think Boston would have made a bigger splash if they I, I think they upgraded at second base significantly, right? Not to no offense to Christian Arroyo. I actually think he's a decent little player. Um it's weird to me that you're gonna sign a shortstop to put him at second. I mean, I'm sure Story just wanted to get paid and this was an opportunity to do that. Um, I don't know, I I mean, I I think you could have gotten, if Boston had gotten in on Freeman or Rizzo, um, I think that would have opened up some opportunities, but they have, you know, young Robert Dahlbeck at first base. So I guess if they had a bigger hole with like no depth there, second base was it. Um, They have Cassis coming up behind Dahlbeck too, in case that doesn't work. So I don't know. I I just, I'm not sold on the deal. I I, I never thought you'd make a splash signing a guy out of position in Boston. And that was going to be your first major, you know, it's weird.
0: Yeah. So in terms of from a twins perspective, you flip Donaldson, dump his salary, which was $25 million per year for two years, a 50 total. You get Urshela, who's a pretty good defender, adequate bat, and keeps an O at first, who's going to strike out a billion times, but he's going to hit a bunch of homers. So that you, you get rid of Donaldson, you get Correa. So now their infield is pretty solid.
1: I think they're actually a sneaky, pretty good team. Sneaky, uh, a lot pitch. of depth.
0: They have a lot of depth to their lineup. So they if they have, can pitch, they got um, Kepler Buxton. So now at first is Gordon the second baseman?
1: Uh, I don't like know if Gordon? he's the second baseman, but he's in the conversation. I don't know if he's been dubbed.
0: And then Gio, and then Correa, pretty solid yeah, infield. And then Buxton, Kepler, Kepler Buxton. Buxton. No,
1: Polanco is going to play second base. What are we talking about?
0: Correct. He's a good so then player. Have, too. So, Kepler, the Kir- Kirillov kid? Kirillov. Kirillov. He's not a bad player. He's got potential. Kepler's solid. Buxton, God, just stay healthy. He's like my number one. Stay healthy. Please stay healthy. Just want to watch you play more consistently. Stay healthy, please, guy in the league.
1: Well, now that he's on time.
0: He was looking nice and they got hurt. So, he's like, yeah. Twins could be sneaky good. Uh, they got Yankees, to pitch the ball first. Yankees got rid of Voight. he went to the Yeah, that's the Padres. I hate that Apparently they ran like him out of fight. town. Hey, did think he, about Did they they run him out of town or was did he get in a fight with Rizzo because there was like uh was a little kerfuffle. that's too. fine. Two.
1: But think about the fact that
0: Who do hadn't tri- Le Mayu, Le Mayu or Voight. If you're going to keep one of the
1: time out. It doesn't matter. When they signed Rizzo, like the day they signed Rizzo. They literally if they started opening day that day, they would have had the guy that led the league in homers and the guy that won the batting title two years ago, on the bench. On the bench, which to me is fascinating because I don't know how guys don't get more credit for being good at what they do. Um, you know, void dealt with some injuries. Did he get in a fight with Rizzo? I don't know anything about it. Maybe I don't know. I saw Why?
0: I saw a thing where he was he was picking on a bunch of younger guys, bunch of prospects. He's just. All over him, and then Rizzo stepped in between and said, "You got a problem?" Blah blah blah. Fight me instead. It's a big guy to fight, so that's. <laughs> it didn't get physical, but words were thrown. No, no So, fist, so no you words. think
1: that had to do with why they didn't want him in New York?
0: That was the insinuation in the. Uh, like, if you have you have that uh, you got a log jam in your lineup, and then somebody's causing problems, it's an easy out. It's an easy.
1: Yeah, but there wasn't out. a log jam. They had to sign Rizzo.
0: They well there was still a logjam. They got too many infielders.
1: There was no log jam if they didn't sign Rizzo. They would have still had DJ LeMahieu, fifth infielder and batting title winner and Gold Glover slash All Star. I I don't understand why. So why does Glaber get penciled in as a second baseman instead of LeMahieu?
0: That one, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta you gotta trade one of them or you gotta get some value. Let's do something. Maybe it's
1: because who just goes about his business and keeps his mouth shut and he just knows that it's going to work itself out. Isn't Two it, years ago, even, didn't start opening day, won the batting title by like a like 60 points or 50 points. Something like that. He it was hits. like 30.
0: He, he hits and he hits a lot. Uh, the outfield, I forgot about Anduhar too. They still got Miguel.
1: You want to talk about a guy that's getting a raw deal? That dude can play. <laughs>
0: He's a pretty good player. Um, he can they, play, They finally got rid of Clint Fra- Frazier, so that guy yeah. can at least go get some... Yeah, get Andy some Moore's somewhere.
1: not good at defensing.
0: They haven't listed as an outfielder.
1: Yeah, because he's not good at defensing at third base. Why he, isn't the word defensing, by the way? It should be instead of defending. Like, where does the D come from?
0: I like defensing. We'll, we'll adopt it. It's not right, formal. The,
1: the Mad... I got... we. I caught I caught some attention for saying a magicker the other day instead of a magician. It's on purpose.
0: Yeah, clearly you're you're really good at putting two words together that don't belong. You did with show notes earlier. Did you call it shouts?
1: Shouts. No, that Chandler Bing did that on Friends. So fried chicken would be freaking.
0: You're such a Friends guy. Yep. Uh, Castellanos and Schwarber both to Philly. Why does it? Why doesn't Castellanos get more money? I saw his deal. It was. I felt like it was low.
1: A hundred million dollars. What are we talking about?
0: But his per year was low. Twenty is million.
1: Is that low? Like it's 20, oh twenty millions is like dropping the hat.
0: He rakes. He's good.
1: He hits. He rakes. A strong word.
0: You're you're anti Nick. Cassie yes, Alex. I'm
1: very anti no, I like Nick. I think he's a tremendous kid. I think he's growing into a fine young hitter. I think Cincinnati was very favorable to his offense.
0: I think he's gonna post up and put up some numbers.
1: Philly's another good park to hit at, probably. Did that line up did they sneaky like move up from maybe like fourteenth? Or 18th Like somewhere between 14 and 18th In probability of winning The World Series To like 7th
0: I want to see I'm just throwing Random numbers out I want to see their Full roster right now Because Off the top of my head I can't They got Reese Hoskins And Bryce Harper But who else plays Bruce Harper Is going to play right I feel like there's A lot of teams That have like Just all stars everywhere Yeah Bruce Harper Is going to play right Bruce Harper
1: Yeah Somebody called him Bruce the other day I really liked it Um Oh Oduble Herrera signed back to play center, probably.
0: Uh, MLB's website is taking forever. The left fielder
1: is Nick Castles. Uh, Rice Hoskins is going to play first base because now Kyle Schwarber has to DH. The second baseman.
0: The DH is is such a big deal for... uh...
1: Is Gene Segura still with the Phillies? He's a really sneaky good player that nobody talks about. He's got a batting title, I think.
0: He became a barrel tipper, that guy. Yeah. MLB's website is just not working. It's just not doing anything. I just want to get to the roster. Phillies are good. Segura, he's a good player. He's a good player. He plays his
1: position like a showstop. No. What's that from? Nelly. Play my position like a showstop. That's All right. Well, right, let's not His talk about – stop trying to look at a website and just say words.
0: I just need to know who plays the infield for it them. It
1: doesn't matter. Who they had the They had the
0: rookie kid at third that they were trying to get played. They got Didi. We forgot about Didi Gregorius.
1: Yeah, because Gene Segura is playing second base for them now.
0: Yeah, Segura, Didi, Hoskins, then uh, Alec Baum. 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 Yeah,
1: yeah, they had the kid that played with TV Williams, came up last year. He's like an Luke outfielder, Williams. infielder. Yeah. Yep. JT Real Noodle. Can they pitch? Who, who pitches?
0: They got a lot of pitchers
1: Who's their pitching?
0: Kent Emanuel's on the team I know
1: that uh, I was Zach very...
0: Eflin <laughs> Juris Familia is on the team Is Nola and... still there? Or do you get traded? Cor- they signed a Knable They got a closer Cork Knable yeah. uh, Aaron Nola is pretty good Zach Wheeler had a really good year last year So Wheeler, Nola
1: F F-n. and A. F and F. Lynn.
0: F. Lynn. They, they, they could make some noise.
1: This, the Philadelphia Folds. That was what we we're going to call them from now on. We're not calling them the Phillies. They're the Philadelphia Folds. Go, Sam. Rooting for you. I think Costello
0: going to put up a good year. Jared Diamond predicted 60 homers for Kyle Schwarber. And I said, would you be willing to bet? <laughs> would you be willing to bet? As a joke, that I was expecting you to jump in on, but you didn't. Um, I don't think he's gonna hit sixty. I, I he could hit forty. He could. I don't he could think approach, he's gonna hit forty either. He could approach. He could. I think he could hit forty. His thirty. His one sixty-two average, is like thirty-seven, something like that.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he's gonna hit forty. Just stay I'd healthy. be willing just, to bet.
0: I just want any. $1. I, want every, I want everybody to stay healthy. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, but they won't, cause that's Major League Baseball. You go on the deal with a broken nail.
0: If you had to pick an American League team and a National League team to appear in the World Series, who do you got so far? Who are your teams? Let's go early season. I mean, it, I, I have to say Dodgers just because they're an all-star team. American League, I feel like, is really tough to gauge right now.
1: The, the, the National League is...
0: The Dodgers are so stacked.
1: Yeah, but so are the braves and so are the, the the braves pitch like crazy and they can obviously hit the mets are going to be fine again phillies are now good they're relevant
0: is it 12 is a four new playoff format 12 games this year 12 teams 12
1: teams yeah uh, i i think that changed now um i don't know man I don't even like doing this. Like, there's so many. presumptions. I know that's why.
0: That's why I love asking you because you just. There's so many
1: it. presumptions to be made.
0: You just gotta pick one, one from each <sighs> league. The White Sox are gonna be good. If I gotta go by division, who's gonna win the East? American League East. There's four I options mean, that are on reasonable. On paper,
1: the Blue Jays probably should win, but they won't.
0: The blue like the. I mean, the Orioles could. The Orioles are probably the only team not reasonable as an answer there, and they could be reasonable, but I I, I would have to pick them finishing last. I mean, in Tampa the Central, Bay is a
1: notorious regular season team. So let's go with the Rays to win the division. Sure.
0: Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays are all reasonable.
1: Let's go with the Rays. I think they're, I, I, that's actually my fourth pick, but I'm going to put them out there as number one.
0: I'm gonna go with Blue Jays in these. That's more like wishful no, thinking and hope, and hope. AL Central. So White Sox. Run I feel like White Sox. Yeah. White Sox. Are the Tigers going to be good?
1: No. Non-competitive. The Central. The White Sox. The White the Sox. Central twins. by 35 games.
0: White Sox. Twins will hang in there because they get some depth in the West. The Rangers, Mariners, A's, Angels, Astros. The Rangers
1: are going to win the West. Uh, I mean, the, nobody's relevant anymore. Houston's got a chance because they can, they can always figure out how to make balls spin different than everybody else. Um. I'm gonna really, back, I, I
0: would like the Angels to win because Mike Trout needs to be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but he, they're not going to. They they didn't get enough pieces.
0: I'm just uh, – so I got Blue Jays, White Sox, Angels. The Rangers my, are good now. The Rangers are good. Their and feels really good. AL East. AL East, it feels pretty stacked except for the Marlins. So Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nationals. Actually, there's just three teams there. Braves, Mets, or Phillies? Because Marlins. Oh, we were uh,
1: talking about the Phillies. Why not? Go ahead. Philadelphia
0: folds. I think I like. I think I like the Phillies just from. Uh, I want Bryce Harper to to win. He's fun to watch. He he works hard. Central Cubs, Reds, Brewers, Pirates, Cardinals. The, I feel like the Brewers the, are. They have the most pitching. Cardinals moves. are good.
1: No, Cardinals are always good and they're boring, and nobody remembers them. Yeah, the Reds,
0: Fire Sailed, Pirates haven't been good for a while. Are the Mariners going to make some noise
1: in the AL West or what?
0: They could. They could. They did a little last year. Uh, Last Division, the West, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. It's Dodgers, Padres, Giants. Giants are going to be good cuz they have good culture. The Padres have potential, but they lost that team. If they
1: let Darren Ruth play every day, he'll hit 67 homers.
0: I'm going Dodgers.
1: I just so want Darren Philly's, Ruth. Phillies,
0: Brewers, day. Dodgers. That's it. We picked the whole playoff and then
1: right, it's over. Oh There's my god, why are they even playing this season? Oh.
0: All right. <clears throat> Distributions of payroll. So that was a major Major deal with the CBA and all this stuff. So the Dodgers currently leading the league in payroll at $270 million with the, uh, what's his name from Awesome Powers? Mr. Evil, is that his name? Yes. Uh, I just did that with my, with my pinky. Nice. And uh, The Baltimore Orioles coming in at a swift $30 million per year. <laughs> we got 270 million down to 30 million in payroll. Should there be a league minimum? Like, should you at least have to be like a hundred million?
1: Yeah. Simple answer: yes.
0: Tampa Bay Rays are at seventy-six million.
1: It's about right where they are every year.
0: They got a good good value per win. Dollar spent per win is pretty good.
1: It's atrocious for the game of baseball cuz you know what the problem is nobody knows anybody on the Tampa Bay Rays names other than Willander Franco
0: yeah wander got paid
1: nobody knows anybody there
0: it's it's crazy to see how how far-ranging it is so top 3 top top numbers on the list we got the Dodgers Mets Yankees Padres White Sox all 180 plus the Phillies are also 180 plus a lot of quiche. But even everybody even going... makes
1: money. There's no such thing as a small market team. Remember Kevin Goldstein said it?
0: Quote. Like, hashtag they quote. They
1: meant it. money. And I was like, finally, somebody said it out loud. Yay. The Rays are making a choice to not spend money. They're making a choice. The or the O'Reilly's are making a choice to not spend money. They're making a choice. So they're putting it all in their piggy bank. Some billionaire owner is just putting money in a piggy bank for a rainy day it's garbage man if you want the best product on the field then you pay people to play if not then don't and now you don't have the best product on the field baseball sucks it sucks like it's like because you get you're not putting 700 and whatever it is 800 best players in the world or 780 i guess 26 man rosters they're not on the field if you don't pay people or not, cause you're worried about service time manipulation and having guys that you can afford. So players that end up being free agents that could be impact players in the game, you know, they want a couple million bucks. So you're like, no, I'm just gonna go get this $500,000 a year player, I guess 700 now. And I'm gonna keep cycling through $700,000 players. But what they do by doing that is a, they create an issue for the player if himself right the the one that they're cycling through because they're manipulating his service time and they're keeping his fame popularity ability to be on the field and be an everyday player down so they have to pay him less the whole thing's messed up you know the whole thing's messed up they, 30, they 30 to do,
0: 270 is a big it's just a big gap
1: yeah they should do a regression thing where if a major league team it comes in last place. They have to play the next five years in the minor leagues. That'd be funny. Relegation. Yeah.
0: You say regression. You got stats on the mind. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Next topic. Juan Soto tweet by me. Um, it's like borderline viral. I guess you could call it viral. Had over fifty, over five hundred thousand impressions in like twenty-four hours. So that's pretty good. So, basic premise, we got Juan Soto hitting a homer oppo, and then it was a top spin, line drive to the right side on, pull, on an inside pitch. All sorts of hot takes. Just a billion hot takes. It was great. Um, the, the number one comment is the whole party out front. Don't let the ball travel. Everybody's putting the tee in the wrong spot when they practice, which I hate that take because – It's the worst take ever. The whole, like, let the ball get deep. I need to get. We need to get Matt Pierce on the podcast because we had a, a nice DM session about this. Letting the ball get deep is about seeing the ball out of the pitcher's hand, and hitting the ball deep is about creating depth with your barrel so that you can be good when you suck when you're and bad.
1: Yeah, go ask all the college hitters that are hitting a buck seventy right now whether they're, they're having problems because they're letting it get too deep or they're hitting it too far out front and they're rolling everything over. You go ask. I dare you.
0: Yeah. Well, th- they're probably having both problems, but just to say don't practice this creating depth in your swing is not a bad thing the my favorite thing about this clip and somebody did a really cool drawing with it with like they they like they showed it as like a box between the lead arm and the back arm and like the box basically pointing in the batted ball direction i never looked at it from that angle or never like saw it that way but it was cool the pitch on the inside corner should really mess with a lot of people's heads because he he still, I think it, it. I said in the tweet that it was. I think I thought both were well over 105, but it was actually 102 to the pull side because he top spun it, and it was 105 homer Oppo. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, he didn't hit it as high Oppo because for these reasons." I'm like, "Well, you're wrong because that was a homer." People just assumed it wasn't a homer, so a lot of uh, a lot of bad takes. But the one on the, on the pull side where he literally gets to the ball without any extension with the arms that should blow up a lot of people's brains because a lot of people teach like not to ball push, get your arms extended. So there are all these people saying you need to hit the ball out front. And then he's hitting the ball out front without extending his arms. So there's a little conundrum for you. How do you hit the ball out front without extending your arms? What do you think? I Chris? don't
1: know, but Juan Soto is You got to talk because nice. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. Sir. Yeah. Juan Soto is the best ever he's awesomest I love him and you are you know you started I appreciate the fact that you're looking at swings again with the lens of uh somebody who's trying to understand and and extrapolate and educate and all those things um and I thought about this a lot last night
0: I haven't sent you swing thought text in a while I know, yesterday.
1: but I thought about it a lot because even though we're rationalizing, conceptualizing ways to say things and feel things, I was I was explaining this to a college hitter last night. I said, I very much understand what it looks like, right? I, I would say out of all forms of learning, I'm probably best at visual. Um, I could interpret things with my eyes, but for me, I never correlated words to feelings really, or big ones anyway, or big literal terms to feelings. I had to, I had to have simple thoughts and then I could go watch and know whether I was creating what I wanted because I always worked backwards from outcomes. Like everything, everything had to be an outcome. And now granted I had to have a feel to try to create an outcome once I started becoming more advanced, but I I don't, like basically my checkpoint would be did i hit the ball good and then let me go watch the video and see if it looked the way i wanted it to look right and i think i i skipped a lot of steps in between in terms of being able to talk about it up like apply it from just literal translation like when we talk about any time we talked about the lead arm it it really messed me up really messed me up I, i i couldn't I got to the point where I hit with my I hit with my top hand. I stopped hitting with my bottom hand a long time ago. I hit with, I would say I hit with my bottom hand more when I was a uh, pull straight down and across, set the bat back, don't you know barrel tip, set it back and pull down. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot.
0: There's a there's a concept I'm gonna start leaking, floating discussing a little bit and it's going to be talking about the tension of the lead arm relative to the shoulders i've talked about in the past where the if you look at the the relationship between the tip of the bat and your lead shoulder when those two things are working in the same direction good things happen so there's like a there's an element of length where the lead arm gets back and when the front shoulder works back and the barrel like if there's tension in the right connection there but well, how
1: dangerous? How dangerous is it to talk about the lead shoulder and hitting? And just from a a fundamental. Swing.
0: I think it's important. I think it's important because if you if it pulls off, the difference between pulling off and getting behind the ball is very different. So yeah, but it, it so that's if it, that's it turns, fair. If it, I believe. It, like I get I it. I think I think you should. If so, I was teaching it now. Hold on, it's got a a, a hail risk, up to two inches of hail. That's good. That's fun. Um, The difference between pulling off and rotating laterally, like the whole east to west versus north and south that people like to talk about, there's a feeling of getting the front shoulder to work back, and it doesn't feel like rotation. It feels like you're just getting behind the ball. So getting somebody to feel that and understand the difference between getting behind the ball versus spinning and rotating off the ball, it's a powerful feel. And look, you're gonna you're gonna rotate and pull off the ball sometimes, but understanding the feel, I think when you feel the difference between the two moves, one getting behind the ball and one pulling off the ball, there's such a different feel that can be easy to discuss and when you when you do pull off you you just feel everything come around you feel it just it's going to the pull side way too hard so when you
1: say get behind the ball are you thinking about taking the shoulder backwards like behind your back leg
0: like towards the backstop yeah but
1: how so okay now we're doing we're talking about that how how am i gonna get somebody to avoid leaning back right and creating creating Mm -hmm. some because so Generally so it's speaking, not,
0: it's not it's not bringing your head backwards. So if you if you bring your head backwards towards the backstop, I'm sorry if I got away from the mic, bringing the head back and leaning the spine is different than having sure, rotation. With.
1: I get it, but yep. I mean, it's the, the challenge of hitting. Hitting's not easy. To the head bone.
0: Hitting's not easy. Never claimed that it was. Mechanics aren't easy. I feel like so. I'm going to tie this into like bat speed conversation, right? So. There's a lot of people that are like, you got to swing faster. Oh, bat speed is the answer. And like if you're working on hitting the ball with bat speed, with poor technique, that's a really bad thing. And there's an element to what Soto's doing right here. Like think about how do you get to the ball without extending your arms at all and hitting it 100 plus miles an hour. And I would argue on the pitch away, he's also, like, not extending his arms. He's still very much hitting the, the ball with bent arms. It, they just if extend it a little your bit Your arms to get extend
1: the ball. away from your body as opposed Correct. to in front of your it's body.
0: A, it's a lateral adjustment. But I got the pull really side good one, at that. The pull side one, he's like this. He's like, here, eh, Well, the,
1: fu- the funny thing that you were so saying So if I go about- from
0: here and I get to here, I'm behind that ball. It's like my shoulders get behind the ball. And when you do that, this like if the quickness comes from that move, you're still maintaining your direction. You're not pulling off the ball.
1: But What is the swing thought, right? That correlates to it. I, 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 I have a. When hard I was time doing it last because... night,
0: when I was doing it, when I was taking swings yesterday, the one of the biggest moves for me is getting the rear elbow in a position where it cannot push. So if you like, I was literally feeling like my elbow coming out towards the plate, right, towards the plate, and if I'm there, I can't push. I just can't. There's, I have no leverage to push. So if my elbow's forward and my lead arm is up, like how do I then get to the ball without pulling?
1: So the I, funny I part, don't want to pull
0: my lead arm forward.
1: I watched the Vladdy clip that you had posted the other day and there's this very distinct thing that I saw that I, I and I thought this it's kind of conceptually the same thing because I watched Vladdy last year be as as good as I've ever seen him and to me it started from his decision to not over tip the bat right like where he was I would say when Vladdy got himself in trouble the bat would get out past perpendicular of his body when he'd barrel tip and then he didn't start like he wouldn't start bringing it back up soon enough where i've i've talked about the leverage the feeling that most people are trying to get with the barrel tip nowadays is they're trying to feel leverage as they do a leg kick they want to feel like everything is in and then that barrel stays tipped as they're going forward because they feel like it it holds them under control more but it ends up being late right as opposed to well if the tip ends a, up getting too handsy. yeah if you, if you watch if you watch a cunha who like is working with the barrel going out. He's like letting the bat out as he's coming forward. And that's something that conceptually for me really, really helped me understand timing better. And I, I feel like I could go hit in a game tomorrow now, because I understand these concepts way, way better than I did before. And not that, that I didn't understand timing for a long time. Cause I think that was actually something I was probably pretty good at, but like timing from a perspective of how can i get my bat to clear to place to a place where i can it'll ultimately allows me the most freedom to cover the entire plate right and and mm-hmm. no matter what we do i think as hitters we're going to have a hole on one side or the other right it's just a matter of how big that hole is or how much we need to think about either side right because for me it got to the point where i didn't need to think about a way i needed to think about in where early in my career, I, needed, I didn't have to think about in and I needed to think about away because my predisposition was to go to one side, right? Regardless of which version of me we're talking about. And I think the thing that becomes challenging is that within the confines of an at-bat, like unless you have a, an idea or an inkling of him going to the side that you're weakest at in any given moment, like it's challenging, right? And so I think about Vladdy. Like Vladdy likes the ball away from his body, but because of the timing component, and this goes back, circle back to the bat speed thing you were saying. If I'm trying to generate bat speed, I'm never getting to balls up and in. I need to be more direct. And the thing that I noticed with Vladdy, where it was like this turn of the wrist around, around the shoulder, as opposed to, like feeling. Like, I always felt like I needed to tip out and get away from my body. Like, you know, he hits a hummer, the pull side. I I don't know where the pitch is probably elevated a little bit. It just feels like he's coming up toward his shoulder and then turning the wrist around the shoulder and just keeping everything tight. So to your point about not extending the hands out and it's weird because it takes a lot of trust to be able to do that. Like people used to say, trust your hands. And I generally think you have to trust your hands more on inside pitches than you do on outside pitches, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to combo this for you. So the feeling of, like, pulling off that you might get with that, that's where our boy Joey's farm board can come into play because it eliminates the, the ground reaction or the ground contact you would need to create spin if you, if you eliminate that where it's going to force you to keep your direction with it. Yeah, but
1: if you're thinking about getting the back shoulder behind, if you watch the Soto clip, right, like where the ball in, like he's ending up with his shoulder, you know, pointed toward the, I mean, for him, he's a lefty. He's getting his back shoulder pointed, I mean, diagonally from the, the catcher and umpire, right? So like that, the creation of that, and again, like I, I try to put this in the context of a 95 mile an hour fastball, cause I can do anything in a cage against a flip or off a tee, but now it's like the application of that swing and making that swing second nature enough that it shows up when you have the swing thought of like, okay, I'm looking at, you know, and how, how, like, how much do you have to think about swinging down and being on top on a fastball belly button high at 97 with a little bit of spin? Because I, could, I literally couldn't think about swinging under that ball. If I did, I, I, was, I was screwed, or even behind it. If I thought about getting behind that ball, I was screwed. I had to think about like swinging straight down. I literally had to picture myself taking the barrel from above my hands, which is why a lot of the old school hitters did that. And that was their, their, their practice swing and their visual. Like Pedroia on deck like swinging the bat above his head with the barrel above his hands the whole time. You know, Ryan mm-hmm. Braun's practice swing, stuff like
0: that. Yeah. There's uh there's there's a sync to this and uh the 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 coordination of the movements when it ties together and and you the pieces move correctly. And the more I look at it the more I think like the the one, two, three, four swing sequence stuff and like talking about D cell can be so wrong with some of this stuff. Even though it happens and <clears throat> Talking about the shoulders and stopping in the swing so that the energy can transfer to your arms to me is like, I don't. But I,
1: don't I just, so, from just so you're talking about it from a mechanical standpoint, and I'm going to talk about it from a sheer hitting standpoint. At some point, as a hitter, I have to pick somewhere where I'm looking for the ball, right? Is that fair? And not this just side note based on the fact that you yeah, said it, you well, thought this could have helped <laughs> me with the ball in and where am i I picking where am i I picking i'm gonna look
0: though uh i just think it, it doesn't matter for me what i'm talking about regarding the rear arm and the positioning of it i think that would happen regardless of the pitch location where you're looking it's more of a it's more of a sink and more of a eliminating leverage so you would never be in a position to be stuck
1: So basically for me, and I'll say this, the challenge, you wouldn't, you you
0: wouldn't have lost anything away
1: the way. So the way you phrased it to me last night was, I think this would have unlocked the ball in for you. Mm -hmm. And that would have been great because I, there were points in time where I literally, I did not want to swing at a ball in without thinking about, if I tried to actively pull that ball, I wasn't going to do it. Right. And now 15, 16, got a little better like 15 17 i got a little bit better with the ball in but i predominantly wanted the ball away from my body from 2013 on and uh i would have loved to have had a switch to flip for when the ball was in if i was looking in because i if i looked in i still didn't feel very comfortable hitting it or swinging at it without like Trying to get my barrel way behind it and get through that ball. Like, I didn't have that, like the swing that I see guys have where they just flip a ball, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, Juan Soto, pretty, it went off. He was running. Juan Soto's good,
1: and your tweet was good. Yep. How's that?
0: So, it's such a simple tweet, but really got the people going. I uh, went to a, an LSU at University of Texas softball game this weekend. It was a doubleheader. My girls were – Robbie was literally like laying down by the third inning. And then Cohen made it – she did pretty good. She made it to like the fifth. So we made it through one game. <clears throat> I made a tweet about – it just always stands out to me that when you go to see higher level play – Something that will stick out to you is the height of the foul balls. So I had gone to the same field a couple weeks ago to watch, I'm going to say, non-Power 5 teams play. One of them was Power 5, but lower tier of softball. Nothing against them, still Division 1, just not UT versus LSU. Just different different speed pitching, different bat speeds, different athletes. Just, just different class. It's It is what it is. And one of the, just the first foul ball that was hit, I'm like, that thing is way up there. And it's the speed of the pitch, the bat speed, just everything about it. Like, you go to a major league game, balls are going way higher. You go to a high school game, at the same, like, if you went to a high school game at a major league stadium, it would be shocking how low the, the pop-ups were. Like, the foul yeah, ball. Yeah, because there's only one guy
1: back. on that team that could <clears throat> hit a big league pop-up.
0: Yeah. So, it's just, it's something that you know, scouts will use stopwatches on pop-ups to estimate power potential. It's just the speed of the game thing. It's just, it's so obvious to me, and it's, I always appreciate it when it happens. And it's just, it's just a funny little nuance that I noticed.
1: Good noticization.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I, got got I have thing. nothing there. We got one post-show item, the wet eggs ad. I didn't, didn't watch the full commercial, I'm gonna play it right now in my headset. The concept of wet eggs is just funny to me.
1: I how do you feel? About wet eggs?
0: <sighs> do you feel? What's the worst? So, the basic premise is the Cespedes Family Barbecue, which is a really funny Twitter account for MLB things. It's just a nice comedy Twitter thing. Whatever. They have some good info, but the concept of wet eggs at some terrible hotel breakfast buffet thing. What's worse than wet eggs at a hotel? What's the worst breakfast food in a continental breakfast?
1: Man, that's it. Yeah.
0: You get some pretty bad bacon in those. I Potatoes don't... are usually pretty good. Potatoes are usually solid, but like wet, wet eggs, the con this Wet eggs. Just say it. Say it.
1: Wags. I'm gonna eggs. say wags. No, I, I'm just a combined word for me. What's I your favorite?
0: Uh, you you you're, you wouldn't even eat anything at a continental breakfast. Right now, no. I would d-
1: use the waffle maker. I love. I'm I'm in a big waffle and and pancake phase of my life. Like the last four years have been, I I just completely like when you start like cutting out carbs and stuff and sugar and you I think you gain a far deeper appreciation. <clears throat> sorry about that
0: the frog jumped in your throat huh? yeah,
1: sorry about that um anyway uh you start gaining like a. I i start if you had to it, like you know people say oh, i miss pizza i miss pasta i miss this and pizza i think and pizza and pancakes and waffles are the thing that i would like to smash the most like i i'm fundamentally convinced that i could eat pancakes every day right now
0: what about buffalo chicken you don't miss buffalo chicken not you, really you, you the, historically like, you were a pretty big buffalo chicken. yeah
1: that's the only thing i ever want to eat ever in the everness
0: but you don't miss it
1: i don't really miss anything because once i'm full it doesn't matter anymore so if i'm not think like if i'm not hungry i'm not thinking about food so the, the thing is as soon as i f- we finish this i'll have eaten my second time today which in the regular phase of my life, I wouldn't have eaten once at one thirty in the afternoon. So if you're not hungry, you don't think about eating. And also I've, I've learned to appreciate a nice piece of meat with salt and pepper and seasoned well is really good. Like I, I'm contemplating becoming the Uncondiment King
0: yeah, if your food is seasoned well, you don't really need condiments. Dude,
1: I'm telling you, you cook a piece of steak nice, medium. with the good seasoning and nice steak seasoning. I had steak with no sauce on it like the last three days, and I, I was I was appreciative. I, I'm really into onions right now, which is weird. It's a super do weird that, flavor to be you, into.
0: When you cook the steak, are you doing it in a pan and like... No, no, no. Butter, Steak's like, always on the grill.
1: no, no, no butter. No butter. It's all great. I haven't done
0: that. What's they? There's a yeah, is, yeah. What do they throw in there? Is it time that they throw in there? There's yeah, like time.
1: A, they use everything bay leaves, whatever. It doesn't matter. Time's but the, the one. It's though, a whole lot like, It's the Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You use splash. I did that pre like being healthy in my life, but which not. I'm not no. I think butter is actually uh, one of the things that I think if you're trying to lose weight, it's, it's really not that big a deal to eat fat Um, it uh Yeah, wet eggs, though, bad. Pancakes, good. So the waffle iron is my favorite thing at hotels. If you don't have a waffle iron, I know it's a it's a grimy breakfast. This, I always liked the little sausage blanks. What do you lengths. put
0: on you your waffles? So just you go just straight syrup or do you put there's some like strawberries, bananas, whipped no, cream?
1: No, Syrup. I'm not a Belgian guy. Just like regular syrup.
0: What was the what was the biggest difference between We'll go indie ball versus minor leagues versus big leagues. Show breakfast, breakfast, breakfast spreads. What do we? Indie
1: indie ball breakfast, wet eggs everywhere. Cause that's the (laughs) easiest, cheapest thing to do. Everybody had wigs, dude. That's all you ever, like you literally walk in there, you get a huge tray of wet eggs. And then (laughs) some places did the French toast sticks and other places would do the sausage links in indie ball in the sausage sh-
0: links are that's bad news for the uh yeah. intestines the rest of the day
1: no nah, no nah, they were fine in the cho, in the cho, you get whatever you want you walk in get omelet however in you show? want it you know
0: what ain't no wet eggs in the show no that's wet like... eggs
1: in the show they, they those th- them <laughs> things cook fresh for you you come in you say hey nudge i want my eggs this way and he puts those unless you request them right if there. you
0: requested wet eggs could you even get them if you wanted to they got to sit in that that metal tin just steaming away and all the all the moisture on the top of that tray, you, when you open it up, it all drips down into the eggs. That's really where the wetness comes from. So bad.
1: You know how I know we need to get a guest because we're talking about wet eggs?
0: It's, it's a valid point. It's valid.
1: Nah, I'm, I'm working on I a guest. One, if- one more
0: question. One more question for you. Best show breakfast you ever had? You got anything that stands out? Our best food, like, best best city for a big league food.
1: New York getaway day. Easy. That's easy. Yankees? Yeah. Yankees getaway day is the greatest meal you'll ever eat in your life. They literally, they break out all the stuff. You got king crab, you got lobster, you got filet, you got...
0: Post game? Literally,
1: yeah. Post game getaway day in Yankee Stadium. You could literally... Think about every fine dining experience you've ever had, and that's in the clubhouse. In that moment, like all of them at once, they're just like whichever one you want, you pick it. It doesn't even matter. Nice. That was great, but the breakfast thing—I'm trying to think who—who who had good breakfast? Things. How many?
0: How many teams had chefs available?
1: Everybody Did all of them have chefs.
0: They all yeah. had chefs.
1: Well. On the road, no, because some of the teams didn't have kitchens on the road. Boston didn't have a kitchen for the longest time. So everything was order out post game. Like all the breakfast Boston, they would put the little griddle in and the guy would, you know, they would bring the chef in for that. But pretty much every clubhouse you go to has a somebody on staff. Try, Yankee Stadium, you know, they're wearing their hats, the big tall hats.
0: That's so how you know it's good.
1: Yeah, breakfast though. I nothing standing out right now that I can think Ain't of. You know, we
0: need to make a shirt. Ain't no wet eggs in the show. <laughs> That'd be a funny shirt.
1: You love wet eggs now. That's like your. It's gem. just a funny.
0: It's a funny thing to think about. Because you could just. It's just the, that metal tray with all with that stupid heating candle underneath it, just roasting them, just just cooking steaming them up steamed scrambled eggs it's not it's just bad too much
1: nutrition nowadays in the show there, you can't eat anything bad i would have loved the buffalo chicken omelet for like nice fried chicken chicken and waffles would have been sick i was getting to the big leagues on that like cusp of people getting healthy so they gotta eat quinoa and stuff when they ever closed the soft serve ice cream machine in seattle that's when i got pissed they wrapped the thing in saran wrap so we wouldn't be able to get into it. I was so mad. Part of my favorite reason about playing Seattle was a soft-serve machine.
0: Soft-serve machines. We had, we had those in college at the dining halls, and that was dangerous every day. Just to see who could stack it up the highest, just swirl it up. Were you a vanilla chocolate or swirl guy? Kind on the day and the toppings. Vanilla all day for me. You love love one scoop
1: of vanilla ice cream You're such a weirdo Who does that Hey hey, can I get one scoop of vanilla ice cream Come on bro
0: It's better than a full dessert
1: The show's over
0: But you still get get the flavor
1: We're being waved off We gotta go to commercial
0: (laughs) And that's the end of the wet egg segment (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you talked about that
1: that long Please somebody find a guest For god's sakes Take us out Which brings me to my next point. Pelotero out.